There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me ask you a question real quick. Do you ever want to live in a fantasy world where the most handsomest guy always ends up with a girl and he may have time traveled or been a secret prince, but no one in the story ever asks any questions. You can live on Park Ave with a salary from Mickey D's or walk from Denver all the way to New Orleans. But me, I prefer all the reality and the truth bombs drop from the crew at RTT. you, you got what we need. But you keep us wanting more RTPU You got what we need Cause roasting is your technique I'm gonna tune in every week Laters baby But not too much laters Cause you got what I need for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, I made you guys watch The, the Cutting, Cutting Edge. Edge. And the reason I had you watch this movie is because I saw it probably in high school. I, I saw it way before high school. I saw it as like a child. My parents rented it. No, I think it was in high school. I think it was like one of the first romantic comedies I and my quote unquote girlfriend, because it was like freshman girlfriend. So, like, she didn't you know, exist. I, I mean, she was at camp. You guys didn't know her. She's from Canada. She was in Vancouver. But like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she had us watch it, and I loved it. And her name was Lisa Turney, and she definitely existed. <laughs> I can make up names too, Todd. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep that name because just in case a Lisa Turney does exist. Oh. I want to say that this movie held up really well. I thought the end had a little bit of a pacing issue. It was like too fast. Oh, I love at the end when they force in some like drama because she's like, we're not doing the Pemchenko twist. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, we decide what we do. So we're just going to fucking do it anyway. Like it doesn't matter. (laughs) I will say he has the sickest burns of any romantic comedy lead that we have seen so far. All I have to say is like, that's the exact type of. Midwest meathead nonsense <laughs> that I am fully on board for. <laughs> Single page would have dated the shit out of that asshole. When she goes, I have a boyfriend and he lives in London and he was like, yeah, I bet you look really good from 2,000 miles away. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, damn girl. Yeah, you're gonna need some ointment for that burn. Oh, I just thought it was a good thing she was on ice because of the burn, you know? <laughs> 
So you guys liked it? Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I had a friend in high school who was like obsessed with this movie and, and I didn't really understand why. And I think like watching it today, I was like, I'm pretty sure I have seen this before. I just don't super remember it. Sure. And I also was mad that it wasn't Ice Castles, but you know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> oh, and listen, there was some confusion in the Facebook group today about that because apparently on the last episode, you talked about the lead from that movie and I was talking about this movie. I just hadn't seen Ice Castle, so I thought you were talking about this one because I didn't know the main character's name from this one. It's because you said we're doing Cutting Edge, and I said, isn't that the ice skating one where the blind she's blind and learns how to skate and you said yeah and at first when i was watching this i was like why would he have said yes to that and i realized it's because he loses some of his sight yeah as part of the plot to skate so essentially there are two eyesight impaired skating movies so there yeah. you go so our bad listeners for like confusing you we were confused as well but when Paige told me and sent me the trailer for ice castles i think I may be doing a summer theme where it's just <laughs> ice skating rom-coms to like battle Mikey's time traveling rom-coms this summer. The trailer for that looked insane and I am here for it's it. It's nuts. And he's the voice of the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. And so like. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You I know, love a that. Special- special place in young Paige's heart. Yeah. That's where you learned about Stockholm Syndrome. So what do exactly. you guys think about this movie here? Oh, I liked it. I mean, it was a little dated with like its camera techniques where I was like, oh, the 90s slow-mo weirdness Holy stuff. shit. The, yeah. the, the, <laughs> when like the skates are like, they're showing yeah. close up on the skates and it's like like phasing in and out because they slow the frame right down, but it's still shot on film. So it looks like shit. I loved it. Honestly, every single time they hit the ice, it looks like a TV movie. Right. And, <laughs> and by that, I mean shot on videotape, which they probably did. That's probably why. But like that, where it goes from looking like a movie to looking like a Disney Channel original movie. Like... <laughs> Immediately. Paige, would it surprise you to learn that after they made this movie, they made three sequels that went straight to home video? It would not because I almost (laughs) clicked on one of them when I went to watch this today. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I thought the the leads had good chemistry and I liked the, I liked the uh, story or whatever. It's one of those things I was like, okay, just tell each other how you feel. Like I have enough of like, like let's, but they waited to the last five minutes and I was like, oh, they needed to do it halfway through and have like real tension. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, dude, at the end of this movie, when he says somewhere in the middle of all this, I fell in love with you. I just start bawling till like the end, which is like three minutes. But I was like crying my eyes out. I cried a little bit, but not like a lot. I'm glad it held up because I had not seen it in a long, long time. It wasn't terrible. Well, that's a compliment, I suppose. (laughs) I liked it better than I thought I would. I don't know that I'll be rushing to rewatch it, but I liked it well enough, I guess. I bought it. It was $4 to rent, $5 to buy. Yeah, I didn't buy it. And man, halfway through it, I was like, I should have bought this because I will fully watch this again. I was like, (laughs) I mean, I did like, what's the guy from Lost? I forgot his name now. But he looks terrible with hair. I'm so glad he shaved. (laughs) He looks completely different without hair. And you know what? Better. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He should have shaved his entire head for this Long ago. Yeah. His mustache upsetted me this entire movie. And so, yes, it should go. I love this movie about rich people's weird hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that they, at one point, try to compare him having to work in a factory with her having to ice skate. And I was like, well, that's not at all a... 
equivalents <laughs> in any way. Like he has to like work in a factory to eat. She's living off her rich as shit father. Like those are two very different things. They have a trophy room bigger than my living room. Yeah. yeah, and I've been to your house, Mikey. It's a good size house. They just yeah. had a big ass trophy room. But I got that. I got that empty gold medal case, just waiting to be filled. Mikey, I'm not even joking. I will buy all of us an empty gold medal case like that that we can just leave in our house as conversation starters. I, I won a 5K once, <laughs> and I have the medal. I won it in my age group, 30 to 39. Oh yeah, were you the only one running? No. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely a mistake, right? It's got to be. It, it was like when I was in some of my best shape, but my time wasn't great. I ran pretty good, but then they're like the winner of the 30 to 39. And like there were two like 30 year olds and I was like 34 and they were like really fast and they were in front of me. But I, I guess they didn't time them, but cause like they called my name and I was like, that's right. That's right. So I just took that medal. <laughs> Have you guys seen that meme with the guy on the podium who's like celebrating super hard? He's like shaking up the champagne, biting the medal, and then it like pulls out to reveal he got third. I feel like that's Mikey when he won that medal. <laughs> it is. And that's when I retired from running. Honestly, going on top, baby. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Maybe we should just get into this movie, though, because we've got a lot to talk about. One more thing before we get into oh, it. Oh, okay. Something that I really appreciate that this movie highlights more than any other movie that we've seen before, and I feel like it's especially important with what's happening in the news right now, that this movie accurately depicts how much stone-cold boning goes on at Olympic Village. Yeah. I honestly, Paige, was going to bring that up because <laughs> this movie starts there. Do you have numbers? Because I, I think it was a cracked article I read years ago about specifically that. Um, I, I don't have hard numbers. I do know that it was, oh God, it was like a couple Olympics ago. It was like 30,000 condoms or something like that. Some ex insane number of condoms yes. just for Olympic Village. But it's so big of an issue that the Tokyo Olympics have cardboard beds. Which, first of all, I'm like, that just sounds terrible. That's just a bad bed. And also, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you think the athletes don't know floors exist or walls? What's wrong with you? That's not going to stop anybody. Where there's a will, there's a way. Don't, don't be putting your morals on my Olympians. Like, this is not church camp. <laughs> I want my Olympians fucking. Yeah. Oh, in, so, okay, in past Olympics, there have just been... Let me see if I can pull up the stats for it. Paige. But I know that... I'm a step ahead of you. At yes. the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games, yes. 70,000 condoms were not enough, prompting <laughs> a second order of 20,000 condoms. That's what it was. And then a new standing order of 100,000 condoms per Olympics. So because 70,000 plus 20, 90,000 condoms wasn't enough at Sydney, the amount of condoms they buy for every Olympics is 100,000. And that's not covering all the people who are just raw dogging it. Mm. Those are people yeah. who are practicing safe sex at the Olympics. Well, you do know my favorite sport is the pullout. <laughs> I have a gold medal case right here. <laughs> Come on down to my Olympic village, lady. Ladies. There's also some, some stats somewhere, and I could probably dig for ever and not find it of uh std rates oh. from olympic village oh it's gonna be worse than covid this year <laughs> it's gonna be amazing <laughs> this sounds terrible 
I love that about the Olympics. Me too. I think it's it's so extreme. It's hilarious to me. But I mean, if you think about it, it's like a bunch of in shape 17 to 30 year olds just getting it on in like a celebration of their athleticism. Good Look for them. Look at the girl for the movie. They haven't done yes. anything for like 15 years. Like yes. this is their first bone experience. Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure that that's what a lot of it is, is like people like the girl in this movie who've led very sheltered lives to achieve the ultimate gold. And as soon as they have it, they're just like, who wants this dick? Let's <laughs> okay. do it. I also heard that like, you know, some people's events are the first, but you get to stay right. at the village the whole time. So yeah. like yes. it's three weeks yeah. long or two or three weeks long. If your event's the first day, you just party for the rest of the time. Yeah. Well, because a lot of times people don't party before their event because mm -hmm. they're yeah. still training. But as soon as your event's over, you have a spot in the village until the Olympics are over. Some people get like houses and stuff or whatever, but a lot of people stay in the village. I'd stay in the village for sure. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking nonstop party at Olympic Village. Yeah. I learned this when I watched a movie, another movie from the 80s uh, about the Olympics, and it just starts with a guy walking into Olympic Village, turning around, looking at the rest of his team and going, we're going to get done, dudes. <laughs> we're going to get done, dudes. What's your favorite Olympic movie? I cry every time I watch Miracle. I'm gonna Miracle's be honest my with favorite you. too. I cry every time, Paige. Do you believe in miracles? Oh, every time. I sob. Also, I'm attracted to like half the cast of oh, that yeah. movie. Yeah, I love Miracle. And Miracle does make me cry every time. Yeah. Mikey, do you have a favorite Olympic movie? Yeah, feel feel the rhythm. Oh, cool. Yes. Oh, I love that movie. And Munich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, no joke, love Munich. It's a great movie. Eric Van is in that. It's solid. He came back naked to stop it. <laughs> All right, we well, really get need to get into this movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So we open in Olympic Village, Bone Zone Central, oh, number yeah. one, Dick mm -hmm. for the Nations. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was not expecting dick for the nations. It's the big world ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Those rings, Nuva rings. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say cock rings. My bad. No. It's it's all about birth control. These are people having safe Olympic sex. Anyway, right. it's, it's 1 p.m. He's waking up and he's like, I thought we set the alarm for nine. And she's like, nine alarm because she's German and nine means nine no. Nine means no. No <laughs> alarm. I love this bit. And then where he's like, Rita, Lita. Lita? And he's like, <laughs> Anita? And she's like, Gita. Gita. G and he's like, I got a Gita out of here, so I'm leaving. <laughs> I felt like this is what Mikey would do. He would just pretend like his event was today and he was late. And then he'd be gone. Right, right, right. So we cut to... <laughs> what you can't see is him vigorously shaking his head yes. What? Me? Never. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me start capturing video. Recording in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Mikey, like, Kool-Aid manning his way through a wall of box beds from the Tokyo Olympics, like... <laughs> I have a will and a way. Oh, yeah. I got to get to the shot put. I don't know what Olympic sport you'd be doing. We should settle down. Oh, no. <laughs> Throw this javelin in that puss. Um, oh, I'm going to shot put all up in you. <laughs> Catch this dick sus. Dick sus throwing. <laughs> What's going on in Tokyo? Is it, the, is it the summer or winter Olympics? It's the summer Olympics. Is it? Okay. <laughs> How do you think they're going to do the winter Olympics in the middle of fucking July time? 
I don't know, man. I have no idea. It's a hundred degrees, and we're here at the slalom. And yo, yo, girl, uh, what's up? You buy biathlon? <laughs> you want to triathlon this dick? Oh, <laughs> I know this is the highbrow humor yeah, you can expect. I was, I was about to say, I know people came here to get your highbrow Olympic sex puns. Hey, I can't help it if all the, all the dudes want to give me that balance beam. <laughs> oh, Paige, I didn't realize you was a gymnasty. <laughs> you should see my floor routine. <laughs> well, you're going to have yes. to use the floor routine because, because the beds are fucking cardboard, Paige. Oh, this is so dumb. I love it so much. I'm sweating. I'm laughing so much. Oh, my God. So he, he leaves her dorm room. Yeah, so he leaves Gita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey, thank you so much for getting us back on track. He, he leaves Gita. She breaks down her bed so it'll fit in the dumpster. And then we cut to couple skating where Kate is not enjoying being with her partner and just screaming at her coach. Yeah. And her coach says that he wants to see her ass in the air. And she says, until Hercules learns how to lock his grip, this will have to do. And she skates away, flashing him her butt under her skirt. And yeah. she has like panties on, but whatever. Yeah, they're like bloomers or whatever. It's like whatever figure skaters wear. She's wearing her figure skating outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Leotard. But like they're the Olympic practice, right? So like there are photographers there and everyone's like taking pictures of her and she's known is like this brat yeah so we cut to the same arena and he's rushing to get there for a hockey game yeah and we cut back to she's talking to her dad and basically arguing that she doesn't like her coach she doesn't like her partner she doesn't like anything yeah i'll be in my cell is what she says <laughs> which she's referring to her room at the olympic village i guess it's made of cardboard and i hate it <laughs> <laughs> i'm all about a little dramatics and kate is all about it Oh, yeah, yeah, man, Mikey, she is so bratty. I didn't realize that that was like a thing for you, Mikey. I didn't realize you were into that. I'm but. like this guy. Like, you could drive those people crazy with jokes. <laughs> okay, so you're into it because you want to see them bust a head vein. Oh, yeah, they and they will. <laughs> yeah, she will. Like, he literally stays and becomes a professional figure skater just to just piss her to off. Just to piss her off. <laughs> and, like, that's exactly the energy I bring to the table. <laughs> that's the level of commitment Mikey will bring to destroying you mentally, ladies. And honestly, hey, as, as a professional mouthy bitch, yeah, that's what it takes. <laughs> I mean, Paige, literally, yes, you are a professional. A professional mouthy bitch. Sometimes you just want to be told what to do for the fuck of it, and it takes someone being that committed to pissing you off. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, somewhere in the middle of pissing you off for the past two years, I fell in love with you. <laughs> that, that is what he says at the end of this movie. And it's That's just love, me man. in the corner crying while watching that. <laughs> uh, okay, I had a question. The, I watched this with a friend, a, a friend who came over and watched it. I wonder who that was, Paige. I don't, I don't know, but I'm like, life is a relay, hand her the baton. I'm still stuck on <laughs> Olympic sex jokes. Anyway, he gets to the ring just as the anthem is playing. He crashes into her in the hallway. Yeah. And he's trying to ask her, like, does this go up, up to the ice? And she's just like, you just knocked me over, asshole. And he says, where I'm from, we stand for the national anthem. Yeah. Which is bonkers <laughs> you just literally mowed someone down and you're just like get the fuck up this song is playing i gotta go play this fucking hockey game so i can throw my puck in some bitches back in the village <laughs> and you know what i like him 
I do too. I do too. So do I. He's super charming when he's being an asshole. I mean, I like it more so than most people. If I could be this charming, oof. She can be too, but she gets a little like real. Like he, you could tell he's joking, but she gets like too real with it. You know what I mean? Oh no, she's the one who like will escalate it past the point of it's like, oh, this is not a joke. Mm-hmm. We're actually in a fight. But every time she escalates it, he like napalms it with like these burns that are like you're just like, oh damn, yeah, that's an Olympic level burn. <laughs> <laughs> And the burn time to beat is 4.1 seconds. So she reminds me of Lizzie Kaplan, which made me want to see a version of this with Lizzie Kaplan. I don't think it'd be any better. I just really like Lizzie Kaplan as well. I just want to remake with actual figure skating. Well, I will talk about that in fun facts a little bit. Oh, okay. Because there aren't a lot of stunt doubles in this movie. Really? What? Wow. Okay, sorry. I mean, there are some shots where I'm like, wow, they're actually doing that skating. But it's not like these shots where they're like doing spins or whatever. Like, it's an impressive level of skating that they're clearly doing, but I assume they had like professionals doing a lot of the other stuff. No, I mean, there are some things, but like they're doing some of the jumps and throws and stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yes. It's nuts. Okay. So we cut to the hockey game. It's against West Germany, which tells you how old this film is. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's set. It's it's made in the nineties. Set in like eighty two. I think. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought I it was set no present idea. day. Yeah. Same. No, because it can't be because there is no West Germany in nineteen ninety four. Is there not? It was on my Super Nintendo soccer game. <laughs> Mikey gets his history from very weird places. <laughs> the, the wall comes down 89-90, but they do specifically say it's the 82 Olympics. Yeah, so the Berlin Wall fell in 89, and if it's the 92 Olympics, they definitely wouldn't have had a West Germany. Right. So yeah, you've got to be right. I just did not at all notice <laughs> that it wasn't like present day. What a weird choice. Like, why did they do that? Because they needed time, because they needed time for two Olympics yeah. to have happened. Because it's 82 and then 86, because they meet up as partners two years before the next games. That's true. You know what? I'm not invested enough to... This is not my time travel movie, so I don't even want to talk about it. There'll be plenty of time for years next week. Would it make you feel better if she just appeared in the Olympic Village naked? Because probably. Because that probably happens. I have a little special condom update for the Rio Olympics. 450,000 condoms were distributed. (laughs) Yes! Yeah. Get some. My Google history on my work laptop is going to be crazy. (laughs) I imagine that the FBI is monitoring your Google searches and they're just like, does this fool think he's going to the Olympics and is going to have enough sex that they're going to run out of condoms? Is he like checking to see that that'll be okay for him? You got to stay hydrated. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta stay, stay hydrated. hydrated. I'm also gonna make a shitload of condom balloon animals while I'm there. There's <laughs> 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 a dick. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you do a very good balloon making impression. Thank you. Thank I didn't realize you. Paige was so good at foley work. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we're in the hockey game and he's like the guy. He's like in the penalty box. He's raging. He hits the winning goal and they smack him against the glass and his helmet falls off. And at this point in my notes, I just said, does he go blind? (laughs) (laughs) Two things, though, Paige. 
He doesn't score the winning goal. He scores the tying goal, and mm. he's the captain of the team. So, of course, he's, like, the best on the team. He thinks he's going to be, like, this big pro right. athlete. The uh, sportscasters are even saying that. They're like, there are 12 NHL teams that want him on their roster right now, and then he gets his head hit a few times, a and few now times. he's blind. It, he took that shot, and they sat there and pummeled on his head for, like, a good two minutes afterwards. And his helmet wasn't even strapped on in the 80s. Yeah, his helmet comes off. And the, like it's crazy to think about the helmets they have now and then to see that helmet and just be like, oh, God, his brain must be soup. Like, it's... <laughs> Well, and then you see his helmet slow-mo fall off and like skip Spin. down the ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's fucked. Yeah. A few years after this, he's going to murder a couple people and go through a whole court trial and they're gonna have to and then we're gonna get to watch it in a documentary on Netflix and then just sit around our living rooms being like, Do you think he did it because of the concussions or do you mm-hmm. did he mm-hmm. always have it within him? All I know is he loved Harry Potter. So <laughs> don't we all <laughs> so meanwhile, back at the couple skate. He drops her in the middle of the routine and she like it ruins their chances. And she basically warned them that that would happen because he wasn't locking his grip. So it's 100 percent her fault, Paige. We realize this later in the movie. Yeah, I sure. Fine. Cause she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't trust him. So she probably doesn't jump with like into it enough. I don't fucking know. Well, and you also see when they're breaking down the video towards the end where Doug is breaking down the footage. You see her skate hit him in the back. Yeah. So like, yeah, she fucked up. It's fine though save the big reveal for the end there killer oh i mean if you haven't seen this movie i can't help you (laughs) also i'm a little disappointed that i just now thought up like when we were thinking of olympic sex puns that none of us mentioned handball (laughs) like that's the easiest one I always forget that's a real sport. You have to change You think it. it's easy, but you should have seen me this morning. Handball is the one where like the Norwegian team got fined for not wearing bikini bottoms. Oh, that's so fucking Insane. Up. Who gives a shit what they wear? This is the rule, man. If you don't want to wear bikini bottoms, play a different sport. Oh, my God, Mikey. That's Wait, is it the male take. team or the female team? <laughs> Does that change your answer, Mikey? Yep. Oh, Mikey. If it's the male team, they should have done it. They should have been forced to wear them. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I understand that there are uniform standards, but I also feel like there should be some allowances made for modesty if you because it's not going to improve your athletic ability to wear more clothes so like let them wear more clothes yeah it's not like they're wearing jenkos like they're they just <laughs> wore like longer skin tight shorts who gives a shit let them wear whatever they want but but imagine if they were wearing <laughs> yeah that's the olympics i want the goth olympics oh i 100 yes. want a juggalo olympics let's just all say what we're thinking todd juggalympics <laughs> how did i miss <laughs> it it's also a sex pun I know. <laughs> their olympic village uses three con <laughs> <laughs> and a drug bridge and free fago in every room we ordered 30,000 tattoo needles for the Jug Olympic Village, and it was not enough. Oh, wow. They brought their cardboard from their home. <laughs> <laughs> this is day three. Day three, all the beds collapse because it's just soggy from Fago. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anyway, so we cut to the doctor. And we learn that Doug has lost some of his peripheral vision. 
You got a blind side, Doug. Blind side, and he's got extreme occipital lobe trauma. I did love how he was like, but I can just like go to Mexico City and like pay some back alley doctor <laughs> to like fix me up. And he's like, no, it's permanent. Why would you say that to a medical <laughs> professional, you moron? Because you're just hopeful, I guess. I thought it was so funny, though. He's so good in this movie. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, the doctor gives him bad news. And then, you know, we jump forward two years. We cut to he's working in a factory. And he drives over to his brother's bar, which is like a hockey bar specifically. And he pops through, grabs his hockey stuff, and then he's leaving for a game at like a bar league. Yeah. And as he's leaving, his brother's like, I could use some help in the fucking bar. Like, you know, help your brother out. Help a me out, dog. And he also <laughs> receives his 23rd rejection letter. So basically every team in the league has rejected him. Yeah. Like, I get it. His brother's just like, it's time for you to wake up to reality. You're not going to be a professional hockey player. But I really did want Doug to be like, hey, going through someone else's mail is a federal offense. And that's not cool, bro. Because his brother, like, opened that letter and, like, read it. He didn't open it. He just said, I know what it says. And he threw it at his feet. Oh, I thought he knew what it said because he opened it and read it. I may have just misread that scene. No, he knew what it said because he's a big brother. <laughs> wow now i know why you're defending him so hard <laughs> that's not even how you hammer nails onto a thing you don't hang from the rafters that's a later scene but also you're right you you are correct but that is also like four scenes from now <laughs> i just wanted to get out of the way before i forgot <laughs> okay so she's burning through another partner we find out that this one lasted a month i feel you girl yeah, and they're like, we should have made her a single skater because she's gone through eight partners in two years. There's nothing wrong with that. That's an appropriate number of partners in two <laughs> Mikey, years. Mikey, you are not under attack right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's had an interesting two years is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And important a pandemic, Mikey. <laughs> they're all quarantined and closed. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We cut to her coach and her dad are kind of talking and he's like, literally no one will skate with her yeah, because she's a raging asshole. Yeah, she's real mean. She is like a spoiled brat, though. Like, that's the real mean I'm yeah. talking about, you know? So we cut to a construction site where Doug is working and her coach shows up and is like, oh, you're bigger than I thought you'd be. And we find out that he's watched his videos. He thinks he's a very exciting skater and that he could maybe be her partner if he's willing to try. And so he gets a limo ride to her house. He gets out of the car and is like, oh, I should have held out for more money. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. These people have an ice ring in their house and you get to live with them rent free for months and no one says boo. Two years. They, two years. This movie takes place over two years. Yeah. Yeah. He should have asked for more fucking money. Yep. So he walks into the ice rink in her house. <gasps> what? Now I realized why he told her he loved her. He was like, if she's retiring after the skate, I got to find a way to stay on this meal ticket train. So I've got to marry her at this point so I can keep getting these checks. And you cried about it. I did cry about it. I was like, oh, he needs that money. He loves her. Yeah, he loves her about as much as he hates working in that factory. So he goes to shake her hand. She does not shake it. She is not interested. No. And eventually she does, but then complains that his hands are too rough and he says i've never had complaints before <laughs> and she basically is like bye no thank you and her coach is just like it's him or nobody yeah so you've literally run off every legit figure skater so i had to dip into the washed up hockey skater league to find this guy yeah exactly yeah so 
they start trying to skate, but he's never skated on figure skating skates before. And the difference is hockey skates don't have a toe pick. Toe pick. Toe pick. Toe pick. I love this like montage of which there are like <laughs> 25 and a half montages in this movie. This episode is going to be short because this movie is about 40% montage. <laughs> gonna need a montage. Talking about a montage. To show the passage of time. We're gonna need a montage. montage. And in this movie is just twirling feet. Feet yeah. twirl and two months pass. <laughs> it, uh, it's literally the same three and a yeah. half shots of them ice skating. And yeah, it's just twirling, twirling feet. There's like a jump. And then like, you know, it's Christmas. Yep. <laughs> I do love how in this scene, she's treating him like, you're not going to be here more than today. So I'm not going to invest in you at all. And then, right. and then when you realize that he's staying, she still treats him like shit, like nothing <laughs> changes. I thought that yep. was really funny. Been there. Oh, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, though. <laughs> the coach has him lift her up just to see that he has the strength to do it. Oh, I love that because he just holds her up for like 30 seconds. Yeah, he easily does it. Yeah. It's like no big deal for him. And then he drops her on purpose, which is great. Yeah. Guess we're going to have to work on that move. Yeah. <laughs> He's such an <laughs> asshole. I love it. Well, and he goes to talk to her dad, ostensibly to get a check and leave. Well, yeah, his dad's sending him home. He got him a first class ticket. He writes him a check. We don't ever see mm -hmm. the amount on it. But like, he's like, hey, man, yeah. better skaters than you have tried and failed. Don't feel bad. You should be honored that you're even here. The coach is like the best skating talent scout in the world. So it's a huge compliment to you and your skills. But better skaters have tried and failed. Here's your check and first class ticket. Go home. During this, he's like crumpling up the like bios of the other skaters and like trying to make it in his, I guess that was like a sleigh trash can. Like what was that? It's a spittoon. <laughs> I knew you would know. I love that you know. I love you, Paige. You've unlocked an early fun fact. It's a spittoon. <laughs> so anyway, the dad misses three shots of those bios and then Doug takes one. And then does the Michael Jordan free throw shot where he looks like not at the Splatoon, but at the dad and it goes right in, which I was like, that's amazing that they like ripped off Michael Jordan. And then he takes the check and goes double or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well and the so dad's funny. been complaining about how like no one has it at crunch time no yeah. one is really bringing it home when the pressure is on yeah no one can clutch yeah and so for him being like double or nothing he in the clutch nails it yeah so and then i love that moira is that her name moira that's the actress's name what is her kate and doug we just have some real generic yep. i know so generic we can't remember this yeah, it might as well be girl guy. Hubcap, <laughs> turkey sub. <laughs> but Kate's out in the hallway listening to them, like laughing, caught up and stuff. And then as he walks out, she's like, hey, it was nice meeting you. Have a good flight or whatever. And her dad's like, "Nah, he's going to be here a while. <laughs> and then he looks at her and says, I'll see you tomorrow. And then winks at her and leaves. I was yeah. like, this dude's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to the next day where they're trying to skate again. And she says, I don't think you can skate. And he says, only two things I do well and skating is the, the other, other one. one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've been to the Olympic Village. What? Yeah. <laughs> And honestly, they didn't talk about this, but he was actually in the Olympics for sex. Yeah, but he had to leave when he, he couldn't wear the bikini bottom. <laughs> I want to see every male athlete in bikini bottoms at the fucking Olympics this, this go around. 
He tested positive for Monster Energy Drink and Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, those are performance-enhancing drugs, and he was banned from the sport. Yeah, he had to go. Uh, but this is also where we find out that she has a boyfriend who works for her dad's office in London, so she never sees him. And this is where you get that wicked burn of, oh, I bet you're beautiful from 2,000 miles away. Yep. I actually yelled at the TV. I was like, oh. <laughs> it is great. Like, that is one of the sickest burns in any movie ever. She didn't say anything. You, she has that look of, like, you just got sickly burned. And she's like, uh, 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 uh. He's like, good night. This is where we get the toe pick montage yes. of him oh. falling over and over and over again ending with him having dinner with the coach with ice packs on his hips yeah we cut to them playing hockey where she's accusing him or him playing hockey i should say and she's just kind of sitting on the edge of the rink watching and she's accusing him of not being able to read and <laughs> he's like no i can read i just don't often and this is where we find out that she's been homeschooled her whole life to skate basically yeah so he challenges her to hockey and he skates circles around her she shoots it hits him in the face he's unconscious he ends up at the hospital they wheel him out and his whole head is bandaged and then she feels terrible yeah and she like he pulls the bandages down and it's he's got stitches like it's a cool ass scar but it's yeah. like it's like three it's stitches though it's, yeah it's not nearly as bad as that head wrap makes it look it was like 10 stitches like that's still not great oh no it's not great but i mean his whole head was wrapped like he had like brain damage like it's not right. that bad i mean he does have a history of head injury it is that bad <laughs> that's true and but he, he didn't just like get up out of that wheelchair like now i have the urge to kill uh. <laughs> or was it there all along page <laughs> or does he install video cameras in his house and then dispose of evidence in front of the video cameras that he installed? We have to say the name of the documentary so people can go check it out. Okay, watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he got many concussions, but then also installed his own security cameras that implicated him in the crimes. Yeah, that was like the biggest evidence against him was his <laughs> own security tapes. Yep. Anyway... She's talking to the coach at this point and because she is saying, I guess I feel guilty. And he's like, it's not guilt. It's fear because you finally found a partner. Yeah. Basically, you finally found somebody you could take your shit. Yeah. And then he takes the head wrap off and goes, toe pick. Yeah. Toe pick. Which I thought was hilarious. It, well, for a hot second, I was like, is that what caused the cut? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the wicked slap shot she did in frustration. When that puck <laughs> hit him in the stomach, she ran over there and kicked him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then just skated away like, Tope. <laughs> More like, I pick, motherfucker. <laughs> so we get another montage of them training and skating. Then we get a second montage. We go from montage to montage with nothing in between yeah. and the second one is just him doing push-ups and weights and thank you Todd thank you for this selection <laughs> you are welcome and then we start <laughs> to see that they're like challenging each other where they're trying to wake up earlier than the other one who yes. gets to be on the ice first this is also a montage like we're still talking montage right here Yes. Because like he gets up at 630 or sorry, she gets up at seven and goes down there and he's already and he's on the there, ice. 630. Yeah. yeah. And then she gets up earlier the next day. And like it's like this whole back and forth. Anyway, they have a rivalry and they're working hard now. That's yeah. the montage. Yeah. yeah. He's like, did you set my alarm? And she's like, nine. <laughs> anyway, so 
he manages to like land a toe pick, I guess is not the right, but he like toe picks better than her at one point. And he's like yeah. super excited. And then he ends up, we cut to him getting a massage from the coach. This is that scene where he's like, I just wish she enjoyed skating. And he's like, well, did you enjoy working in the factory? And he's like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. And he didn't think of it like that because that's a bonkers way to think about it. <laughs> like she's well, just a rich, spoiled kid who has some expectations from her family. And I get that. But if he wanted to eat food, he had to work in that factory. They have very different lives. But the coaches from Soviet Russia, where their figure skaters do have to skate to eat food. <laughs> All right. You know what? I wasn't thinking about that. So that's very fair. In Soviet <laughs> Russia, I skate you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you guys haven't seen Icarus on uh, that's real good. Netflix, that's a documentary about Russian Olympics you should watch. Ooh. How much fucking is in it? None. It's about the uh, doping scandal that happened that got the Russians kicked out of the Olympics. Oh, it's really right. good, actually. Anyway, so we cut to it's Christmas. They're exchanging gifts. He comes into her room without knocking and she's fresh out of the shower. Yeah. I mean, pretty much sees her naked. I mean, he, he like pops into the room. She throws a towel on. It's not clear whether he sees her naked or not but he then when she's like get out get out get out he goes you ain't got nothing i haven't seen it's fine like i was yeah. like no it's not you probably should get out like that's her <laughs> room you're in her space yeah. that's, a, that's a bad take bad take <laughs> yeah things have changed a lot since the 90s culturally speaking Yes, absolutely. But also remember that in throwing and grabbing her for skating, he's had to touch all of it through very thin, like, stretchy fabrics. Like a condom. <laughs> One whole <laughs> body condom. So he gets her a hockey sweater, like a game sweater that was from a famous hockey player that he's had for 15 years. And it doesn't mean much to her, but she still says thank you, even though they like fight over it at one point. Well, yeah, because she was like accidentally mean to him. And he's like, no, I love it. Give it back. Give it back. Well, she yeah. was like, whose is it? Because it's, you know, like it's, a, it's probably a famous hockey player. I don't really follow sports. So like, yeah. I don't know. But it meant a lot to him, but doesn't mean anything to her, really. It's their first scene of sexual tension. Which is the same for her gift, because right. she gives him great expectations. They both give each other presents that are more them than the other person. Yes. Which is really great. interesting. And that is very interesting. And also, that's like the worst kind of present to give, right? It's not a great one. Yeah. I no. mean, it, dep it depends. If it's something that you like that another person would also like, I understand. But this does not seem like that. I think it was like, let's, I, we're trying to piss each other off through our gifts, but now it's cute, so now we want the gifts. I don't know. I don't know. We cut to their New Year's party where they're playing a very strange cover of Love Shack. <laughs> I think it, it just sounds weird because it starts mid-sax solo, so you're like two minutes into it, you're like, oh shit, is this Love Shack? <laughs> My, I, I was watching with subtitles, and the subtitles said Love Shack, and it's not the right sax solo, and I'm just like, the fuck? This is not Love Shack. And then they go into Love Shack. Yeah. And I'm just like. It's like you're hearing a jam band play Love Shack, but you started listening to it halfway through when it sounded nothing like Love Shack. Exactly. And then 30 seconds into it, they start singing the chorus from Love Shack. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just like. Ten rounds. 
Rusty. <laughs> Although, I don't know if you noticed this, but right after this song, as they go through the party scene, it goes to Lenny Kravitz, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. And that I song did. is my jam. I love that song. Yes. And that song was released like right as this movie was coming out. It was like 91. It was like right at that mm. time. So. I love Lenny Kravitz. He sees her boyfriend and they're all kind of rich assholes. He doesn't really feel at home in the party. And so he kind of like ducks into her dad's office and he's like looking at all of the photos of her mom and her empty gold medal box. <laughs> Which I feel like is a really shitty thing for a father to have in the house that your daughter's in. Like he's like expecting her to bring home a gold. Like, hey, that's what this is for. Don't bring home a silver or bronze gold this box. It's insane. <laughs> gilded. I'll gild that box. Oh, oh no, oh, Mikey. God. That's her dad. <laughs> Mikey goes back to his drink. <laughs> How did we not make an Olympic torch pun earlier? <laughs> you don't leave the Olympics till you're burning when you pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she comes in. He reveals that he's been reading the book. Yeah. And she reveals that she's never drank, but she like smooths his tux out and everything. And we meet her boyfriend and actually like meet him, meet him. And he tries to make conversation where he's like, oh, I heard you went to Minnesota State. I used to play some hockey too. And he says, oh, maybe you can come by and we'll like slap a pucker out a little bit and i think this is him trying to be friendly i thought it was too yeah. but the way her boyfriend responds is like bonkers well and it could be one of two ways i think it's delivered a little strange but he says oh yeah maybe you could stop by the office and give me some hand with an, a hand with some accounts like securities exchanges or whatever I was like what yeah. is happening right now i was like no he's a dick i mean yeah. That would be the equivalent of like me and Mikey at a party and I'd be like, hey, Mikey, do you want to go shoot some basketball? And he'd be like, oh, do you want to help me talk a guy off a ledge? Be like, oh, <laughs> God, no, that's like that escalated very quickly to something very strange. Yeah, I only say stuff like that when I'm in an unhealthy place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I figured it could be one of two things because A, we know that he's one of the best hockey players ever. So maybe that's him being like, I'm not going to go hang out with you to do the thing that you're amazing at. Do you want to come do the thing that I'm amazing at? But it comes off as him being like, you're too dumb to do the thing I do. Yeah. Which is strange. Yeah. Anyway, she walks off to talk to other people at the party and he kind of pulls him aside and is like, I heard you've been giving her a rough time. I don't like to see her upset. And he just says, if I were you, I'd invest in blindfolds. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. I love it. He ends up chatting up a bunch of other girls. She's kind of watching it from across the party. Doesn't really like it. Oh, no, she doesn't. And at the end of this party, because this is the New Year's party. Yeah. And like as the ball drops and they're like going around, the, he is kissing every attractive woman in that party it's bonkers yeah i've never been at like a uh like a quite of a new year's party like this where you just like have to make out with every single person in the room regardless of relationship status yeah yeah, yeah it's i didn't realize well maybe i just missed it but was there a shot where they showed a shitload of keys in a bowl <laughs> <laughs> no but i think i think what we see is like all the couples kind of kiss and then he kisses one girl, and then it kind of comes back around and kisses another girl. No, then all the couples start switching. It was weird. Yeah, I saw some older oh, dudes weird. kissing some other women. Like, it was like they were all going through the party kissing. Because Kate, yeah, Kate and her fiance start off kissing, and then they just move around the room. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's strange. Because they end up, it's her and Doug, and then he goes, like, he goes 40. Like, he's gonna kiss he, her. Yeah, he's going, yeah. And then she deflects. Yeah, and he, he kisses, kisses the, the cheek. cheek. But dude, that shot of them coming together with the, the sparklers in their hand, I was like, yeah. this is so beautiful. 
<laughs> I love this movie so much. Like at the time I saw this, I was probably like 14 or 15. I was like, oh my God, this is the height of romance. Oh jeez. Sparklers? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sparklers are romantic. They no are. one can argue that. Yeah. So he <laughs> Paige just moves on. <laughs> so he's leaving for the weekend. And this is where we find out that he hasn't told his family about what he's been doing. Yeah. So he's going home for the weekend, right? So he Yeah. Oh, uh, we don't know this yet, but he's told his family he's in the merchant marines. Which is yeah. so funny. And this is before he, we actually find that out because she's saying, hey. My, my dad got extra rooms for Chicago, so if your family wants to stay with us while they're there, they're welcome to, because she right. assumes that his family's going to go to Nationals. And he's like, oh, yeah, family. Uh, I, I they're, they're going. They're totally going. And she's like, you haven't told them, have you? And he's like, no, I'm telling them this weekend. It's fine. Which, by the way, they don't go. No, they don't. We see them watching both the net. Well, I don't even think we see them watching Nationals. We see them watching the Olympics yeah. uh, at the bar, which is fine. I mean, it's in France. You probably can't go there, but yeah. Chicago's much easier to get to from Wisconsin, right? That's where they were? No, they're in Minnesota. Minnesota, okay. A little bit further. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he goes home. He tells him he was a merchant marine, and he then has to reveal that he's been figure skating, and they are not super into it, which part of me is just like, what the? F why do you care? Man, <laughs> like, I, I love that scene so much, though, because it's like he's getting in the bar and two women come up to Doug and kiss him full on the mouth like yeah for nothing like he's been in the quote-unquote merchant marines for six months or a year however long and they just go up and start making out with him i wondered like what's the story there and like does one of them think they're his girlfriend and the other one think they're his girlfriend and they're like surprised <laughs> to see him kiss someone else anyway uh, I they're both <laughs> pregnant just like what <laughs> anyway i thought way too much about that but when his brother like pulls him over and he's like hey tell me how the merchant marines are going like you hear people in the crowd around them going like do you still have your sea legs like everyone in the bar <laughs> yeah, so is funny. like so awkwardly interested in what he's been doing like there's 70 people in that bar and all of them are like pin drop levels of interested in what he's been up to it's bonkers oh my god and then when he tells him he's been figure skating everyone's like oh, what yes well someone says you've been finger painting <laughs> like that's a thing anyway this scene I had to watch it twice because I did not believe what was happening the entire time. It's nuts. And then it he is. goes outside to kind of talk further with his brother, who is just like, they're going to make you shave your legs, too. And he's just like, fuck you. Like, why? Why? I do like that his brother was just joking about that, I guess. Like, he was like, ah, I right. got you. Yes, as an older brother does. I gotcha. <laughs> so next, we cut to them in costume fittings where they're in, like, a matador costume. <laughs> and he basically rips it off. And I'm like, those are so expensive. <laughs> like, oof. Yeah. So they're then arguing about music because she wants to do classical. He wants to do rock and roll. And finally, the boyfriend, Hale, who's now staying with them, I guess, interrupts. And he's like, it's after midnight. I have a 630 appointment. And he just says, play him the Mozart. He'll be asleep in no time. <laughs> goes to bed. <laughs> well, the thing is, Doug doesn't want to do like what classic figure skaters did at the time. He wants to do something that's like right. more like fun and fresh and like, I don't know, more of the era, I guess. Yeah. And that's like their debate. And she's like, if you want to win gold, you got to play it safe. And he's like, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Rock and roll forever. It'll never die. Right. But as Lenny Kravitz said. Rock and roll is dead. Yeah. It's a great song. 
then we get this strange scene where her coach is like, yeah, Doug's going away to Boston for the weekend because he needs like a break. He'll be back Monday. And she's pissed about it. He needs some R&R. Yeah. I don't know. I got the vibe that she was pissed because she has been working with him on like getting his fundamentals up stuff that like she wouldn't necessarily have to do if he was already a figure skater. Right. And then she was just mad that he was getting a weekend off, which I thought was crazy. Like he's been committed to this for like, a year at this point. Yeah. He, he's a guy. He deserves a weekend off. It's yeah. hard being a man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we cut to, they're all going to dinner before nationals. Oh, hey, your dad texted me, Paige. Oh, about what? Oh, he wanted to see how the job thing is going. Yeah, Mikey, um, Paige's uh, dad and I uh, text pretty regularly. Since he adopted me uh, after our dinner, he's in my phone as Papa. Both Paige's mom and dad have been texting me. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I, he actually just texted me just now again, and he said, I don't love Mikey as much as I love you. Don't worry about it. Paige's mom texted me from the airport and said, I'm so sorry that Todd hogged me during dinner. Next time I want to sit next to you. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what she said. You know what, Mikey? I'm leaving this in and we will know the truth. <laughs> Paige's parents know the truth. Hashtag favorite. <laughs> Hashtag favorite. I think I feel like Paige as a biological child should have that favorite moniker. Oh, definitely not. No, Th- no parents fair. don't like their biological children. Yeah. <laughs> will you text your dad and tell him to text me which one's his favorite? <laughs> uh, yes, I will. <laughs> don't, because honestly, I, I don't really want to know that. Because I know who the favorite is, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not me. Or what if they just say Alexa? Oof, I believe that. She was very charming at dinner. Anyway, so they're going to dinner before nationals, and Hale, uh, her boyfriend, gets up to sit next to her, and she's like, not now. And he announces that they're engaged. Yeah, which, okay, let me just say this. If I had a daughter or I had been working with somebody for a year and they showed up to dinner with an engagement ring on, I would notice that because she's already wearing the engagement ring at this point. Like, everyone would have questions about that. I mean, it's clear that she doesn't want Hale to, like, tell everybody, but she's already wearing the ring. Like, the cat's out of the bag. Right. So we cut to she's skating alone in her home rink. And we hear someone say, still dropping that shoulder. Hang on just a sec. My mom and dad are calling me right now. <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah, put on speaker. Hey, so you're on speaker. We're recording. Uh, Mikey and Todd want to know who your favorite is. Who our favorite is? Wait, between the two of them? Yes. Oh, I, I think it's Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we said. <laughs> we, did, we did predict that you were going to say Alexa. Which is the correct answer. <laughs> we can't pick a favorite. I don't have a favorite between my two daughters. How can I have a favorite between the two sons? There you go. We, uh, oh. we can't pick between the Midwest boys. Oh, Midwest. Mm. We are fully South, but I'll take Midwest. Yeah, they're fully South. <laughs> Much like Kim Kardashian, they don't know where the Mason-Dixon line is. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. Yeah, tell Todd we texted him. We want to find out how his is. Yeah, what's up with but we'll let you get back. Yeah, let me, I'll finish recording and then I'll give you guys a Bye. call back. Bye. Paige, tell them I'll text them when we're done recording. Okay, Todd says he'll text when we're done recording. That's All so right. funny. Okay. Bye. 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 
So anyway, it turns out that this is her old coach and he's basically just there to neg her. It sounds like. Yeah. Like, why would you even go to see your old student if you're just going to be an asshole? I think it sounds I mean, it sounds like from this conversation that he always kind of negged her. Yeah. And he's trying to get her to come back to him. You can't do that to get them to come back. You got to try something yeah, different. Yeah, try something different. First, you got to buy a hundred thousand condoms. <laughs> then you got to make your way to Olympic Village. <laughs> so she kind of compliments Doug without knowing that he's in the room. Yes, which I don't think she would have done if she had known he was there. Right. And so he comes in and they're going to practice. He tells her to take her ring off when they skate because it's cutting his hand. Yeah. And whenever he has to hold her hand. Which I think is a fair request. It is a very big ring. Yeah. Uh, We cut to nationals where they meet her previous partner and his partner, Lori. And I love how both of them are sizing up Doug, man. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oof. So... We cut to the elevator back of the hotel and Lori ends up getting into the elevator with him and they like ride the elevator together, come out of it laughing. And Kate is pissed. Yeah. Lori is the former partner of Kate's new partner. Right. Yeah. So we cut to her and Hale's room and she's like crawling around looking for something. It turns out it's her lucky earring. Yeah. And and she's like arguing about how he shouldn't be hanging out with her. They have no business being together. He needs to like just focus and train. We're here to win nationals or whatever. And Hale is like very much. I don't think you're in love with me. I think you're in love with Doug. Yeah. And then we just never see Hale again. (laughs) Yeah, Hale just fucking disappears. Yeah, Hale makes a good exit. I like, honestly, this is going to sound crazy. I like that Hale did that. Hale's like, this is not for you, so it's not for me. I'm out. He threw a Hail Mary. (laughs) Paige, a Hail Mary. No, I I get it. I like how you reinforce it. But Paige, it's a Hail Mary, like his name. Paige, Paige, he got the Hail out. (laughs) Okay, okay, that one's better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. So we cut to Nationals, and he's nervous enough that he barfs. Oh, yeah. He left the hotel and he hailed a cab. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I thought it was great when, like, in a few scenes after they uh, they find out in Nationals that they're going to the Olympics. When they go out and get drunk or whatever, and, and then she tells him that they broke up, he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Sorry, I had to walk you guys all the way there to make a shitty joke, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> so they go out to skate, and... He was like, I thought you had me at hell no. <laughs> I love how Paige right, I'm is done. like... I'm done. Paige is so badly trying to like talk through nationals. I'm so and sorry. we're working every shitty hail pun we can into the jokes. <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, so he does throw up because he gets nervous. Paige, my favorite comment, hail Bob. <laughs> Mine's Haley's. It's the same comment. They are not the same kind of emotion. But yeah, so Doug gets nervous before he goes on the ice, right? That's like a normal thing on game day. Mm -hmm. And he's like, don't worry, 10 minutes in, I'll be good. And she's like, well, our routine's two and a half minutes long. And he's like, cool, so eight minutes after we're done, I'll be great. I've heard that before. (laughs) Mikey, if your routine's only two and a half minutes long, I feel bad for everyone you've been with. Me too. (laughs) I've had complaints. (laughs) 
So they start skating and they do okay. <laughs> they take third. Yeah, they do great. Which uh. at least qualifies them for the long program the next night. Yeah. Then they go out to eat. Hail a boot. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Mikey, Mikey, I need to talk to you about the podcast immediately. Was that hail a bit <laughs> served with a hail salad? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I broke it. I got. A, I went on a pun, a pun thing. Can we get Mikey some hail? He's beyond the hail at this point. <laughs> this is why Alexis, their favorite Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> so they go back to the hotel and they have this kind of conversation next to the hotel rooms where he is basically like, "I wish we could just do both programs in one night. I don't like." Having to wait to do the big one. It's like foreplay. And at this point, I'm like, so he doesn't participate in floor in foreplay? Maybe you should call Hale back. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I do like that he's talking about like he wishes they could do both performances on the same night. And she's like, because she just had the conversation with Hale where they broke up and stuff, she's got other things on her mind. She's like, right. I just want to go to sleep. Like, I don't have yeah. time for this. I want to go away from you now. And then she just goes in a room and he goes and fucks off. Yep. So we cut to the next night when they're doing the long program. And one of my favorite things about this is the announcers where clearly the person who wrote this movie knows enough about skating to write a movie, but not enough about like sports announcers because all <laughs> of them say the same thing. They're just like, what great skating. That was fantastic skating that we're seeing tonight good <laughs> skating did you see them skate <laughs> oh my god wait a minute it looks like though her skin has a disease i think it's haliotosis <laughs> you son of a bitch i'm so in love with you right now that's amazing just <laughs> gone she's left i know that when mikey has started to google puns <laughs> that we've gotten to a fun point in the podcast he just like on rhyme dictionary and he looked up hail. <laughs> these jokes hail in comparison to your normal jokes <laughs> i think they're 10 out of 10 i do think that this writer does not know much about ice skating either because the pamchenko twist they do at the end of this is impossible to do <laughs> <laughs> he is holding her by her skate, spins her around a bunch, throws her, and then he is the one that catches her. There is no way that works out in any reality. He would have to time travel and show up naked with skates on to catch her. Didn't you see his hand-drawn notes from the 13th century that he wrote? <laughs> I honestly thought Da Vinci thought up this ice skating routine because that's what it looked like. <laughs> he just traveled here from ever after just like <laughs> then i will have to make you wings <laughs> <laughs> anyway so the long program they do really well but they don't get great scores yeah and it seems like the crowd is like oh they were the best they were amazing and like even the commentators are like oh they very clearly are going to be going to the olympics and then they get shitty scores and the crowd starts booing and uh i uh, listen i would be super pissed too if i was at a played a sport where like things were judged you mean like podcast puns i do a, a competitive roast battle is at the judge's whims yes no it, it very much is so like i preferred playing sports that were like points based right yeah because who has the most points wins that like is easy to come up with but any sport that has judges it's like hard for me to be like oh 
I mean, I guess their spins were a little bit better, question mark? Like, that's a weird gray area in scoring. So, like, I got why he was so pissed off at this. Yeah. So, the next skaters are up, and it's the Wiederhosen twins. Well, you say Wiederhosen, <laughs> but it's actually, it starts with a W. It might as well be the Winklevoss twins. Who gives a shit? Because they are, but they are wearing later hosen, Paige. They're the the Wiedermans. The Wiedermans? And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, Wiederhosens. That's really funny. <laughs> I do love that the comment Commentators have to say, oh, it looks like her skate got caught in his later hosen. <laughs> Which is a hilarious visual. It's a hilarious statement to hear someone say aloud. It is. It's hilarious. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mikey, never stop being you, baby. But this means they're going to France yeah. for the Olympics. And I just love that he says, Parlez-vous, Olympics! (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to them doing shots. And if you've never drank before, don't start with tequila. Oh, am I not supposed to do that? My bad. Because that was like my plan. I was going to like lick my wrist, pour salt on it, and then just go to town. No, I would say start with like a white claw or something. At at the time, it would have been a Bartles and James. Whatever. I do feel like everything I know about white claws and like how they are the pumpkin spice latte of alcohol. You would love them. I feel like that's for me. Yeah. (laughs) They have a lemon iced tea kind and it tastes just like tea. Yeah. Well, and they also, it's the twisted tea. Oh, yeah. They have twisted tea. Smack me. You can bludgeon a racist with it. I'm sorry. I will always love Twisted Tea because of that one guy (laughs) beating the shit out of a racist with the Twisted Tea. That video is so good. I even made a a horror virgin Twisted Tea meme out of that. Oh, man, that was so funny. So she's doing tons of shots and dancing, and he ends up carrying her back to the hotel room because she drunk for the first time. Yeah. And this is where she kind of, like, comes on to him, and he's like, not tonight, not like this. Yeah, he just doesn't want to do it like that, which is, I I think it's understandable. Because he would do anything for love. Anything for love. But he wouldn't do her while she was drunk, which is the right choice. Yes. Support. Him for making this choice. Except his next choice is not great because he had to have known that she was going to apologize the next day because this is her first time being drunk and they've done shots all night. Yes, his next choice is terrible. Yes. I did like how when he says no, she loses her shit and kicks him out. He like starts leaving and comes back and goes, this could have gone very differently. He's like, I wish this had gone better. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. I like Which that. Which to me says... We'll just talk about this tomorrow because you're drunk. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's the right way to handle it. But also, part of that's on him. He was the guide to drinking, and he did it all wrong. That and if you're somebody who has been that drunk before, you know that she's not. That's why he's not having sex with her is she doesn't. She cannot accurately make decisions in this state. Right. It's not good. So he should just like write it off and talk to her tomorrow, you know, or whatever. But he goes back to his room and Lori shows up. And for me, if I was in his shoes, I would have been like, thanks, but no thanks. I've had a rough night already. I'm going to stay in tonight because I feel like I have to talk to my partner the next morning because either either yes, we're going to do this or no, we're not. And now we need to talk about it because clearly some things are there. Regardless, this would only complicate things. But instead, no, he sleeps with Lori. Yeah, which again is her ex-partner's new partner. Right. 
Yes. And I honestly feel like when Lori got back to like practice with, I think his name is Brian. Brian, yes. Yeah, Katie's ex-partner. He must have been like, oh, girl, give me all them deeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was super into Doug, too. Yeah, what them shoulders do. Oof. They carry things. Oh, were you looking for an actual answer page? No, no. I. You were just stuck daydreaming about them. No, I was waiting for Mikey to say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's the podcast <laughs> formula. <laughs> yeah, when y'all stop talking, I'm like, pun. <laughs> Tragic story about mental health in America. <laughs> That's why we love having a mental health professional on our podcast. Which my mom asked me, she's like, is he is is he actually a professional? And I was like, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a professional. I'm not an Olympian. I'm more semi-pro. Right, but your condom usage is next level. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, bro. <laughs> We're four at a time just in case. Don't do that. That's not how they're supposed to be used. I put them on each finger just like you're supposed to. <laughs> I don't know why, but in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, you you have four on each hand and your thumbs are free. Because they're not fingers? Yeah. They're for the butt. <laughs> I mean, Mikey, they are for the butt. But like, listen, we don't need to go into all that right now. Paige's parents are listening. Mm, 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 <laughs> anyway, mm. the next morning, she's hungover. She yes. locks herself out of her room. So she goes to Doug's room, but Lori answers the door. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I must have the wrong room. And then Doug walks out from the shower, presumably, and he's got the towel around his waist. And he's like, tell her to get more towels or whatever, thinking it's like that housekeeper or whatever. That shot where she takes her glasses off oh, and, and her eyeball is huge. huge. Yeah. Yep. And he ends up chasing her down the hallway in a towel. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And she says, I was going to apologize. Yeah, so, like, he did fuck. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Just like, you didn't have to, like, ugh. I mean, they're not in a relationship. I don't think he had any reason not to sleep with her. I do think it was a bad call because of who she was. Yeah. And because of what happened that night before, like, just cool it for a night, you know? Right. And now they hate each other, which is a problem. Yeah. I do like that Pamchenko, their coach, is like, okay, we're going to skip this fight because we got a lot of shit to do. Also, my great, 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 great grandfather wrote this figure skating routine <laughs> that has been passed down from generation to generation on parchment. We are going to practice this. Hey, so crates wrote me this. <laughs> so, we're do it. so basically they find out that there's a European team that is so good that they would have to do the Pemchenko to win the gold medal. Yeah. It's the Russian team. Yeah. The Russians. Because it was the eighties and nineties and everything was the Russians fault. I must skate you. Yeah. <laughs> so he says you've been working on it for 20 years, but like it, I don't, it, dog years maybe? Because like it, it seems like way longer. I mean, it looks like he sketched it on a napkin 20 years ago and forgot about it, found it, and was like, oh shit, we should do this skating technique that's impossible to actually do. I want you to throw her 15 feet in the air straight up and then catch her as she spins around. Unless she's a boomerang, that's not happening. <laughs> He's going to swing her, she's going to hail through the air, and then he's going to catch her in the sun. Uh, also, it's illegal and possibly a gray area rules-wise, so it's like, it's risky. Yeah. I think she would only fly and float that way if she was full of helium. 
Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So they kind of fight about it, but we do get a montage of her trying to do it and falling and hurting herself a bunch. Well, yeah, because he literally is grabbing her by her ankle and spinning her around and around and around. And then you yeah. see her like hit her like shoulders and head and shit on the ice. Like that would really hurt. So she's trying and trying and trying and not getting it and getting hurt in the process. Yeah. And we cut to her looking at her gold medal box and having a conversation with her dad, looking at pictures of her mom. And I'm sorry, when you said gold medal box, I was like, I mean, that's what it takes at the Olympic Village. This box can win. (laughs) Yo, her box is gold medal. (laughs) But basically, it's the question of what if it stays empty? What if I can't do it? Yeah. Yeah, What if her box stays empty, Mikey? Yeah, because she broke up with her boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. But also, what if that glass box stays well, you, All you got to do is you got to cut a hole in that box. <laughs> Put your junk in that box. And that's the way you do it. It's a hole in a box. <laughs> it's a gold in a box. Ooh. Also, I wouldn't put my gold medal in some trophy room in the upstairs. I would put that like really prominently displayed in the foyer. I would never stop wearing that. I would wear it to <laughs> Denny's. I'd be like, oh, do I have to pay you for this Grand Slam? Or does my gold medal I won for our country pay enough? They're like, bitch, you won that. You won that in whatever that weird sport is where you cross-country ski and shoot shit at the same time. That's the biathlon. The James Bondathlon. The James Bondathlon. So we cut to them basically going through Olympic team interviews and they're interviewing the two of them, but also Lori and they're talking about like, yeah, we're really like synergistic as a team and we're like a team and teaming together with like all the team. It did feel like we were watching a very bad Miss America pageant. (laughs) And the South Africa and the (laughs) (laughs) South But then they're like, well, what is it like? And then Kate cuts off Lori and says, it's orgasmic or whatever. <laughs> yeah, orgasmic. Like, oh. Gasp. I do love that when the Russians walk in, all the reporters turn around and like look at them. And then one of them turns back around and says, are you guys going to be here a while? Like, do yeah. you mind just like hanging out while we talk to the people who are actually going to win medals? You nerds. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's a reality of any activity you do where there might be people more famous than you at it around. That'll happen to you. Because I was, I battled unexpectedly on Tuesday. And then myself and another battler were standing outside talking to other battlers and one of them knew Mark Marin. And so Mark Marin came up to talk and they introduced us, but then we're like, wait here for a few minutes. <laughs> Cause it's like, you're not going to get to be in this conversation, but I would like to continue our conversation later. Yeah. So anyway, so they're about to go on for the short program and he won't button the top button of his shirt. And he says that it's choking. Like it's kind of pulling at his neck. She's like, why didn't you mention that in Chicago? And he's like, if I was going to freeze to fucking death, I wouldn't button it just to so I don't give you the satisfaction yeah. of buttoning it. That whole burn is like 30 seconds of dialogue they're having <laughs> on the ice yeah. with their <laughs> hands together, like yes. waiting for the music to start. And it's like insane that they would be talking about that right then. Yep. He's like, now skate. Skate. <laughs> And I do love that it like cuts to the commentators and it like shows them like skating or whatever. The commentators are like, yeah, they are technically it was an excellent performance, but it just felt like it was missing something somehow. Yay! Skate, skate, motherfucker! Skate, 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 sk
I'm not a I'm not a great skater. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to them having a very tense dinner. Yes. Because as they were leaving the rink, somebody asked them about the Pamchenko twist and they're just like, and she's like, we're not doing it. So we go to dinner and they're all arguing of like, should we do it? Should we not? Well, no, they're blaming Doug. They're saying like it's Doug's yeah. fault. They didn't do as well in the short program. And right. before dinner, Doug had like gone and seen the tape from the last Olympics yeah, where she yeah, was yeah. skating with Brian and saw that it was her fault that Brian right. dropped her. Like it was uh, she kicked him in the back with her skate or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Something like that. And he throws her under the bus at dinner because everybody's yelling at him. He's like, it was your fault. I seen the tape. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I know Brian was getting it done. She was the one not getting it done. And then she is like, you know what? He's right. It's my fault. Yeah. And then I don't like skating anymore. Yeah. She does a long apology. I don't think she ever fully liked skating. And the movie kind of implies that as well. I think it's one of those things that her mom did. So she got into it because her mom died. Right. And she sort of felt like maybe I should do this to connect with my mom. I completely get that. And then her dad was like, you're such a great skater. You got to keep doing this. And like was like, you know what? We'll get like a fucking ominous case that will be here from like your childhood until you win me a gold medal. And it just became this like horrible thing for her in her life. So like I get yeah. that her life is not like awesome because of that expectation. But and so everyone kind of disperses like she goes and sits outside. Doug goes for a walk yeah. and he comes down the next morning and porters are taking their bags because essentially she's going to go skate that afternoon with him. And then she's flying home and that's her retirement. She's not going to skate anymore. Yeah. And he's like, listen, I get that this house is paid off for two weeks, but if you're leaving and I can do whatever I want, I'm going straight to my room in the Olympic Village because that place <laughs> fucks. Yes. <laughs> and she says, you won't have trouble finding another partner, but they won't have my slap shot. Which is cute. But she leaves to go get ready. We cut to the skate and their coach says, enjoy each other, which yeah. is very, that's, you know what? When you're doing an activity like that with somebody, you gotta have fun and people can tell if you're not. Absolutely, Especially yeah. if one person's having more fun than the other. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. You got to be very enthusiastic for both parties involved. That's right. Yep. You got to bring that gold medal home. Fill that yep. box. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is where we get his speech of maybe I wasn't ready. Maybe you didn't give me much of a chance, but somewhere in the middle of all this, I fell in love with you. And I start crying immediately. So does she. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah, this is arguably the worst time to have this conversation, which he worst. does acknowledge. I mean, he's like, this is yeah. not great timing, but, you know, I love you or whatever. <laughs> well, yes. she's flying out. He has got no other choice. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, also, he spent two years not saying these feelings, which was a problematic part of the movie for me. Yeah. So they're about to take the ice. He says, we might not be right for anyone else. I need you. And she says, we're doing the Pamchenko. And he's like, it's too dangerous. She's like, too bad. We're, we're doing, doing it. it. Yeah. I did sort of not love that he was like, it can't be any harder to stay apart than it was to stay together. I was like, oh, that's it not really. Be. That's, that's not that really works. like a great reason to stay with somebody. This speech is on the fly. He's in the Olympics. Let's just give him some leeway. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot going on. You're right. You're right. He's still a great guy. I love this dude. But like the, as they go on the ice, they're, they are bickering. Like, we're not going to do it. And she's like, no, we are going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So on the ice, she says, I'm in the mood to kick a little ass. So they do the program. They land the Pemchenko. Of course they do. Of course they do. And he says, you didn't have to. And she says, yes, I did because I love you. And he says, just remember who said it first. And they kiss <laughs> on the ice. I'm sorry. Just remember who said it first was 
I think a perfect line for him because yes, he's the kind of asshole who would say that. He did say it first, though. I, I know. I, he's right. <laughs> but that's like the only rope. Like that whole part is like the most romantic part. I mean, oh, okay. yeah. Mikey, you're absolutely right. Then they kiss and then the movie's over. And that's, that's the movie. movie. Yeah. So having seen the movie, having talked about it, what do you guys think about the cutting edge? Okay, I really liked it, but I hated that the romance part was kind of rushed at the end because they did a they did a nice pacing throughout the movie about the ice skating part. Yeah, but I think they should have started dating about halfway through, and I think it would have cost some more tension and drama. I agree. There, this is a little light on the romance. They sort of force the heavy romance stuff in the last literally like twenty minutes at most. Like it's real romance heavy. The rest of it's more like I don't want to say action, but it's like figure skating, Olympic sport movie heavy, and then it becomes romance at the very end. But I love this movie. I think it's great. Oh, I also love that we never find out what what happens at the Olympics. Like it just stops yeah. at yeah. the end of that because that's the story, right? Like the story is them falling right. in love. They've admitted they loved each other. They've kissed. And now that's the end of the story. Like I don't need them winning a gold medal or whatever. Like I, that's not the what it's about. The gold medal was banging each other all along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the gold medal was getting back to their villa in France and just boning all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me just ask you guys this. If you were in that situation, you both won gold. Do you wear the gold medals the first time you have sex? Yes. Because to me, it's a yes. Absolutely. 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 You just hear skin slapping skin and also two medals clanking together. Clang, clang, (laughs) clang. Or if you won silver, like there are so many jokes to be made of like being like, hey, I realize we only won uh, silver in figure skating, but you're going to win gold in bed tonight or something, stuff like that. 100%. That is what I would be doing all night. May run, yeah, it's, I, there's so many jokes. Do you want to give us an example of one, Mikey? Yeah, you may have won bronze, but you're going to bronze this dick. <laughs> <laughs> that is not quite what I was expecting, but I'm here for it, Mikey. Love it. Don't change a thing. So yeah, Paige, what do you think about it? I liked it. I, I wish there was more romance in it. I want, I, I'm yeah. like, I'm in Mikey's camp. I want them to get together halfway through and then break up and then get back together or whatever. I think it would be interesting because they're, they still have to be together. Right. So they break up in the middle of the movie and then like have to work together. And then they like find a way to like fall in love again or whatever. That would be an interesting movie. You're right. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I feel like you could get rid of the boyfriend character completely. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for me, I think that works better because it's she she's never been allowed to have a boyfriend. She's never been allowed to do mm-hmm. any life stuff. And he has. And so it's this kind of like juxtaposition of the two of them. Yeah. That then they learn to get together. Maybe they love each other. They break up or for something stupid, but then they still have to work together. And then they end up together in the end. Yeah. Here for it. I honestly do agree. More romance would have made this movie better for me. But still, I literally cry from the moment he says somewhere in the middle of all this, I fell in love with you until credits. (laughs) Which I realize is like three minutes, but it's three minutes of Todd sobs and no one wants to see that. Well, that's like. A night with you, huh? <laughs> oh, Mikey, I feel like you don't like me very much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go again. Todd sobs. <laughs> Patreon content. <laughs> it's just 30 minutes of me crying. So, Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? I do. Hit us with your fun facts. Toe pick. Fun, fun facts. facts. I love it. So, do you want to know how much it costs to have your own ice skating ring? Yes. yes. It's between two and four million dollars, depending on how large it is. What? And that's probably just to build it, not including upkeep. Yeah, that's not including upkeep because you would also have to have your own Zamboni. Which they do. Yeah, they do. We see them with it on the ice. Yeah. And we know Doug knows how to Zamboni. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We do. 
the Zamboni alone is about seven thousand dollars. Jeez, that's cheaper than I thought it would be. Honestly, yeah, that's, like I kind of want to buy one. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> Mikey. How close to you are, are you to work? Because I would literally go get video content of you riding a Zamboni <laughs> to work. I'll bring the drone. Let's do this. It's a small one. That that's like that's a home Zamboni. It, it, listen, it's not about the size of the Zamboni. It's not the size Let's not of the yeah, exactly. size. Come on, come on, Paige. Any Zamboni is big enough to play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> any Zamboni in a storm. Um, <laughs> it's a micro Zamboni, but it'll still work. Oh no! But that's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing compared to how much it costs to have a private live-in coach. Oh, I bet that's bonkers. That starts starts at twenty four hundred dollars a day. <laughs> Todd on the lowest end. I believe it. He's an Olympic level coach and he lives with them. That's that's not Olympic level. Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm sure it's very expensive for yeah. what he is because he is an Olympic level coach. He may not be the A string coach that she had at the very beginning, but he's Pamchenko. He's bringing like figure skating moves back from the Middle Ages. Like twenty four hundred <laughs> is like low. Like that's it when your kid is first starting out and you don't know if they're an Olympic hopeful yet. Oh my god! Once they become like an Olympic hopeful, it's way more money. <laughs> We're talking five, six, seven, potentially even ten thousand dollars a day. That's insane. Because that's like three point six million dollars a year. Yes, just it's for an the insane. Coach insane amount of money i was just like <laughs> now here's the thing too i'm sure because that's just kind of what it's quoting online nobody knows what the actual i'm sure you make contracts with people and they probably have multiple skaters that they're working with at the same time so it's pr it's probably very rare that someone has truly private coaches like that because that's the cost for somebody to literally come live in your house yeah so it's probably less expensive because you're probably training with a bunch of other people and also the coach does get some notoriety for being the coach of Olympic hopefuls and stuff. Gotcha. And they probably have their own rink or gym or whatever. Yeah. But there you go. So it, that's crazy expensive. It is crazy okay. expensive. So let's get into some movie fun facts. Neither Moira Kelly or D.B. Sweeney knew how to skate before making this really? movie. Really? After auditioning wow. and convincing the producers that they were the right actors, basically they were like a chemistry fit, they spent the next three months intensively learning how to figure skate. And they did so much of their own stunts that Maura Kelly fractured her ankle doing a jump the first week of shooting. So she's doing the jumps. Oh, wow. And it forced all the skating scenes to be pushed to the end of shooting while she wore a cast for a month. So uh, like all the scenes where you're seeing her from like waist up, and stuff instead she was in like a boot oh wow the whole time and then once she got out of it had to then retrain as a skater jesus yeah wow they spent so much time together working on this movie that Moira Kelly and D.B. Sweeney actually made a deal with each other to never do a sequel without the other one. <gasps> oh. oh, I love that. And they haven't. The three sequels that they've done are like... Never been involved. I also love that they were like, this movie is going to be such a hit that they're going to want us to make sequels. And they did because they were actually offered scripts and a possible sequel, but D.B. Sweeney turned it down because he said he didn't like the script, he thought it was terrible, and the money being offered was too low and he is right the sequels are terrible yeah there's a reason it's straight to video you know 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And two TV movie sequels. Yeah. So it's not great. Uh, He probably made the right decision on that one. Yeah. Because he continued to work for a long time. Oh, yeah. Still works to this day. So does she. Yeah. So Christine Hoff and Doug Ledrette play the Russian pairs team. And they were a figure skating pairs team in real life at the time. Oh, really? But they represented Canada. Not Russia. In the time during her original training for skating and when they eventually were able to shoot those skating scenes, because her ankle was so injured, to make it easier for her to move, they would put her on like a hand truck, like the thing you, like a dolly, like for boxes. Yeah. Like Hannibal Lecter and just like (laughs) wheel her from room to room. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, that injury was actually so substantial that it, removed her from another film because she even after she did manage to film a lot of the skating sequences she was still in physical therapy for a long time and she had originally been cast to play the role of kit in a league of their own what and had to pull out of the film and laurie petty was cast instead i love laurie petty in that movie but she would have been a great kit too moira would have been yeah absolutely yeah some of the commentators and reporters in the movie the great skating are actually skaters. Oh, really? (laughs) So they're like former skaters, so they're not commentators, which is why it's probably so bad. Yeah, they should have just got regular commentators. Yeah, Uh, but one of them was actually an Olympic and world champion from Britain, and they end up dubbing over his English accent with an American voice anyway, but he is seen on camera. Oh, what a bummer. (laughs) Doug's fictitious Minnesota hometown of Mayhorn is an anagram for Harmony. Oh, and the director, Paul Michael Glazer, plays one of the tailors in the costume scene. Oh, very cool. (laughs) And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. So let's talk box office. So what do you think the budget for The Cutting Edge was? It came out in 1992. So what do you think the budget was back in the 90s? $8 million. I'm at like 6.5 million. Okay, so this movie cost $3 million or thereabouts to make. It looks great for three million. Yeah. It does. Now this was uh, ninety two, so if you adjust for inflation, that's almost six million dollars. It's like roughly five point okay. eight million dollars. So it came out March twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. It was sixth the weekend it came out. Number one was White Men Can't Jump. Number two was Basic Instinct. Number three was Wayne's World, and Wayne's World was in its seventh week and still number three. Number four was My Cousin Vinny. Number five was one of my favorite, but probably very problematic movies growing up, Ladybugs. And then number six was The Cutting Edge. Damn. I mean, that's a big week for movies. It is, yeah. Like, I I know all of those movies, right? Yeah. So, what do you think it made in its first weekend out, March 27th, 92? One million dollars. Okay. Paige, what do you think? I think one million as well. Okay. It made $4.4 million its opening weekend. Yeah. Good for it. Which is great. That's more than the budget was for the entire movie in its opening weekend. So that's great. But what do you think it went on to make in its total box office run? Let's see. Four in the first week. Yeah. 20 million. Yeah. I was going to say 20 as well. All right. You guys are actually pretty close. It is $23.1 million. Good for it. Which, if you adjust for inflation, is almost 45. It's 44.7 
million dollars. So it did pretty well. I mean, it made a pretty good amount of money for a three million dollar budget to twenty three million dollars. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Do you guys think they're still together? I don't. I really don't. Because their world just (laughs) consists of the two of them working together. If she does retire and they stop hanging out and are not forced to be together, I don't think they're going to want to be around each other. I think I think so. I mean, I think they retire, live off dad's money. They're gold medalists. I think they're together. Oh, you think they won the gold? I honestly don't think they won gold. I think that they were ruled as doing an invalid trick and they got disqualified from the Olympics. You're an invalid trick. I would like to point your direction to the Canadian partners, Team Soleil and Peltier, and that will give you all the answers you need. Yeah, his shoulders are way better than Doug's. Oh, yes. <laughs> so as far as that goes, Paige is giving him the gold. Oh, God. But yeah, I, I don't think they're still together. Same. If they are, they're staying together for their kid, who by this point is in college so they're getting divorced right now no i think they i think they started their own uh skating school there you go honestly Mm -hmm. i would watch that sequel i would too actually get lizzie kaplan to do it this time (laughs) (laughs) but she's the skater and then moira kelly's still like the yeah they're they're her parents and then she's just like her mom and they like get to have fun jokes about it I love this. So this week I made you guys watch The Cutting Edge, Mikey, as we venture back into Mikey's time travel bonkers summer. What are you making us watch next week? We're going to watch The Age of Adeline or whatever. Oh, this is Blake Lively and someone I have in the past referred to as Bobo Eric Bana. His name is Michael Huseman, but he looks like Eric Bana. I think you guys will find it interesting. Okay. So your homework for next week is to get wine drunk, pretend like you can travel through time, and watch The Age of Adeline. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I do. Well, hit us with your review. Five-star review. Gotcha. All right. (laughs) Nature Science Girl says, new favorite. I discovered this podcast through listening to Horror Virgin, which I discovered through listening to Jen on psychoanalysis. As much as I love the horror genre, this podcast has provided a welcome respite for when I find myself a trembling puddle of anxiety-ridden mess from watching too much horror. (laughs) That was... Honestly, a well-worded sentence. Yes. I have come to expect much less from our reviews. Since my OCD won't let me listen out of order, I've gotten as far as episode 15, Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, wow. You have so <laughs> many nuts episodes in front of you. I'm so, I'm looking forward to this. And an immortal crime dog. <laughs> At least. At least. <laughs> At least. Here are the takeaways that I'd like to leave you with. Okay. Wait, she fel- numbers them? <laughs> yeah. She did say she was OCD. I believe her. One, as a fellow single person, I can fully relate to Michael's dating. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Mikey's. To Mikey's dating and dating app stories. They're comedy gold because they're true and it just keeps getting worse. Wait till she starts hitting the Alexa episodes. As you get older. (laughs) Please keep those coming. Unless you find someone to connect with, in which case I wish you the best of luck. Oh, that's very sweet of you. I wish you well. Number two. I still can't tell if it's Paige or Mikey that are full bellying tee hee tee hee laugh. <laughs> That's is coming Mikey. from. That's 100% That's Mikey. It's definitely That's me. Mikey. Yeah. But I am here for it. Keep that coming no matter what. Five stars from Gene. 
Gene, thank you so much for discovering our podcast through other podcasts and enjoying all the podcasts that we create. That's very sweet of you. And if you want Mikey to read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review and we'll have Mikey read it on the podcast. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin, and that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on, but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show oh. SHO like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. Topic pleation. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh. That literally just came to my mind like one second oh. before I said Fucking it. Fucking gold. <laughs> oh, that hurts right. my body. Oh, man. For those of you who still listen to the end of every episode, that was for you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go eat some Halo Top ice cream. Oh, <laughs> oh hail top. Yeah. You're, you're my, my Halo. <laughs> <laughs>